Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we're actually doing a special interview episode, and I'm going to be talking to Nikki Corda, founder of the Nevada Women's Film Festival, which is having its sixth annual event coming up later this month, and I thought it would be an interesting conversation to have her on and talk about the festival, which of course had to be postponed because of everything with the pandemic and is now moving from the theaters to an online experience, and I figured we'd have a lot to talk about as far as how that all goes and the struggles of planning a festival at a time like this and then of course talking about the films themselves so we have a lot of great stuff to talk about that is coming up in a second but before we get to that I of course as always want to remind you hey If you're enjoying what you're hearing on the show, please make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the major podcast apps. You can, of course, also rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And if you love movies and want to talk about movies, join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. So, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of episodes lately, so I do want to encourage you, if maybe you're interested in the Nevada Women's Film Festival, and so you're listening to this interview, but you haven't listened to the the main show before, check out, we've got so many back episodes, we've been putting out one or two a week, every week, and so we've got a lot to check out, so go check out the the previous episodes, we've got 130-something of them, Lots lots of movies that we're talking about on the show, so... Check them out. I appreciate everybody that's been out there listening and supporting the show and everybody who's been writing in with their comments and stuff like that. It's just awesome. I'm so happy you're out there enjoying the show. So let's get into this conversation about the Nevada Women's Film Festival. All right, so joining me today, we have got Nikki Corda from the Nevada Women's Film Festival. Nikki, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I... Obviously, we were planning on doing this back before everything got so crazy and the festival had to be postponed, what with everything with the pandemic. And now it's an online film festival. I think we'll have uh, plenty to talk about with that, as well as, you know, some of the some of the picks and films that you guys are going to be playing and stuff like that. But, you know, first and foremost, maybe if you could tell our listeners a little bit about you yourself, what you do. Uh, sure. So I. Um I used to kind of 
quickly identify as a documentary filmmaker, but I haven't uh, created a documentary in quite a while because of Nevada Women's Film Festival. <laughs> mm. So I would say um, I run Nevada Women's Film Festival first and foremost. And, um, and then I also teach. I teach at Nevada State College and College of uh, CSN, College of Southern Nevada. I teach in the film uh, visual media department at NSC and mm. in the English department at both schools. Okay, so you, you stay busy. You're in a lot of different film-related stuff. Yes, yes. And documentary is my passion. And um, I, I do intend to go back to documentary filmmaking. I, I also have a business called Life Portraits, which is... Uh, um, mostly about biographical documentary filmmaking, which is why I, I would be quick to call myself a documentary filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And I just want to get to the point where I can focus more on doc on making films. I really miss that. Yeah, I, I get I get it. I you know I'm a music composer first, but lately I've been calling myself a podcaster because I do so many of these things. So exactly, yeah. and you know I love the festival, but um, I don't think people realize how it really is a full time job. Mm -hmm. Well, and so you've been doing it since the beginning, right? You've been a part of the founding of it and everything, right? Yes, I actually um, am the founder of the festival. I was teaching in uh, the film department at um, one of the schools, and I noticed that our enrollment of women had um, decreased. And I looked into that, and because I never really occurred to me that there was any disparity, um, mm -hmm. I looked into that. And I also watched a documentary that kind of changed my life called uh, Misrepresentation. I don't know if you've mm. ever seen that or heard of it. I heard of it. I don't think I have seen it. Um, it's amazing. I mean, it's obviously a few years old now, but um, Gina Davis has a really big, uh, prominent role in there. And um, oh, and it's made by the woman. Um, she's currently um, the first lady of California, uh, married mm. to Governor Newsom, but she's a filmmaker, um, Jennifer uh, Newsom, Siebel Newsom. And mm. it's just chock full of really informative, um, you know, statistics and anecdotes about how it really is uh, tougher for women in, in film. I mean, it's, you know, it's getting better. Like, Everything else, once attention is drawn to an issue and we're free to start talking about it and um, affecting change, you know, change does occur yeah. slowly but surely. Slowly but surely, but it's it's great that it's happening. Um, and, you know, we, we talk on this show normally on the regular episodes about what movies, you know, inspired other movies. It sounds like that is a movie that would be a puzzle piece right there for what inspired oh, you with this festival. That's, that's actually a really good point. You're piecing it together. I would say that <laughs> was my inspiration, that along with um, being an instructor over there and, and seeing that we were losing our women. Um, in, in the department, but from uh, what actually happened was I started a club. I was the faculty advisor for uh, the women's film club over there. And we decided we would just have kind of like a little independent local film festival. And what mm -hmm. we didn't know was as soon as we opened it up to this platform called Film Freeway, 
we started getting films from all over the world. We had something like 900 submissions our very first year. This was back in 2015. And so mm. very quickly, we decided we are a real film festival, and we've been a real film festival ever since. I've had a great team of mostly amazing mostly women, all amazing, <laughs> mm-hmm. amazing uh, partners that I've worked with. Um, shout outs, uh, Patty Thompson, uh, Mimi Luong, uh, Brett Levner, Shirley Johnson, Danette Tull, uh, Esther Gabriel, Kelsey Stacy, um, Courtney Monroe, all people I could not live without, Joe Muris. Oh, and Dr. Heather Addison is also on our mm. board. She is um, the chair of the film department at UNLV. Yeah, so many, so many names that you, you you know you hear all the time in this you know this small knit film community. You know they're definitely such a major part of it. Um, and you know I just realized, uh, 2015 I believe was when a music video of mine directed by April Kagan played <gasps> at the festival, Shadows on the Ceiling. That's right, David. Yeah. That's right. And that's when I first became aware of your name. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, David Rosen. It sounds like someone I should know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's me me and the character on, uh, what's it called? Scandal. There's a character <laughs> named David Rosen on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <good> anyway, <laughs> so this is the sixth year of the Nevada Women's Film Festival. Okay. Uh, I know you've got 68 films this year. Uh, 23 countries. That's awesome. That incredible. It's really wild. Um, aside from, you know, the obvious change with everything with it going online because of everything going on right now, what, what else has changed in these six years, would you say, as far as putting this thing together? Hmm. Wow. Um, what a good question. Well, uh, I've never given birth, but I hear that childbirth is so incredibly intense that women forget. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> they would never have more children. <laughs> right. And I think that's maybe the same with the festival. We're all volunteer staff. And um, so that hasn't changed the amount of work. But I would say what what has changed is certain things get easier. It's gotten a bit easier to get um acclaimed interesting filmmakers uh to pay us a visit this year uh we as you know we have lord de clamer tremont of the mustang and mm-hmm. um you know we're honoring her this year with our vanguard award and we also have um besides our nevada woman filmmaker of the year andrea walter who's amazing but mm-hmm. another um kind of high profile filmmaker who's going to be joining us is carol Dysinger. Um, and she just won an Academy Award just this past March, um, February, whatever it was, uh, for learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. And mm. this, if you haven't seen it, it's a short documentary made in Afghanistan showing a, a place called Skatistan where these young gals go to learn how to skateboard, but also to develop um, courage and strength. And it's just a really amazing, inspiring short film that won the award. 
That's awesome. It, it seems like these filmmakers that are underrepresented when it comes to a lot of other, you know, a lot of other places for a festival like yours, and especially in a place like Nevada, where people come from all over the world, you know, so you got that, that angle of it, it seems like a kind of perfect storm to really showcase some interesting talent that doesn't get shown everywhere else. You know, you're so right. And one thing that I'm really excited about this year is just because of the fact that uh, we're going to be virtual, we have more filmmakers coming in to join us than we ever could have had in the past. Nice. Uh, so people will travel to Las Vegas. Everyone wants to come. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I think the furthest we've had anyone travel in from may have been Toronto previously so nobody off the continent no one from europe or has actually traveled here um but now we've got australia we've got new zealand um all over europe we even have a filmmaker who's going to be joining us from iran nice yeah and so it's such an opportunity for our community I want to uh, get back to the films a little bit. Okay. Uh, so you were, you know, we were just talking about the Mustang, which you mm-hmm. know, obviously shot here in Nevada. Yeah. Um, are are you seeing all? You know, it's great when we get these, uh, you know, submissions from all over the world and everything, and that's a wonderful thing to celebrate. But are you seeing more uh, filmmakers coming out of uh, out of Las Vegas and Nevada in general? Absolutely, and we always give priority to our locals and our local students, and we have some great local films this year. Uh, We have another, April Kagan. Actually, you know what? I think over the years we've had three from April Kagan. She's a hard worker. She's out there doing it. Yeah, I love April. Uh, She last year won uh, Best Student Filmmaker, our Femi Award for Best Student Film for Happy. This year, she's got um, Space Captain and Callista, uh, Mm. her feature. And we have um, Villa Ma, a short film by, let's see, Gabriella uh, Viscara, Joseph Anaya. Uh, We have films from... um, other films from Nevada State, we have uh, Dance Dance Astro Girl, which is really fun. Um, oh, a couple of local filmmakers who I really love, Sean Fallon and Charlotte Barrett. Mm-hmm. Their film is called Possibilities, and it's it's just a really funny, dark comedy. I love it. Um, 12 minutes long. We've got some UNLV films. We've got uh, Lost in the 80s. Uh, Brandon Moles. We've got uh, The Lost City Museum by Benjamin Van Alston and Spencer Holmes. We have, okay, we have a filmmaker, another UNLV student, I believe, uh, is Jensen Belosos. And she had a film last year. This year, she has two. She's also nominated for Best Student Filmmaker. And also, Best LGBTQ uh, themed film that's mm. called I Exist. I'm probably missing someone, but um, I sh- oh, David, let's talk about Andrea Walter. Uh, I was so just she- I was just gonna say, okay. yeah, I, I'd I'd love to hear more about that film and uh, and about her getting filmmaker of the year. So Andrea Walter, we're so proud of Andrea. So she is another uh, UNLV film grad. And her film is called Empty by Design. Uh, We uh, are getting special permission to screen it. Um, There's a situation in the Philippines where um, 
we're not a hundred percent sure about what the restrictions will be. So that's, that's one thing that's actually really changed for us is the fact that we're now streaming our films and there, there are different restrictions, but mm. anyway, um, empty by design is a hundred percent, uh, takes place in Manila in the Philippines. So this is, you know, such a thoroughly professional film. And we're just so proud of Andrea. She's, very deserving of this honor this year, uh, Nevada Woman Filmmaker of the Year. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And uh, and so you were just talking about the the restrictions on films. Yeah. Is everything, does each film have its own challenges with being able to screen it now because of it being an online thing? Well, so we're using a platform called Eventive, which is great. And Eventive uh, was all set to be our new box office uh, platform, you know, it's similar to mm -hmm. Eventbrite and uh, Brown Paper Tickets, but they were going to be our new box office platform. And then uh, when you know BC or B BP before pandemic, and then mm -hmm. uh, when we didn't know, you know, we knew we were, we were going to have to postpone the festival, and we put it on hold. What we were even going to do, um, and then we we noticed that um, Eventive is you know, is actually completely set up for these online festivals. So they're really great. Uh, mm -hmm. And there are many, many choices about how to stream the films. They can, they can be coming from Vimeo, from YouTube, or Eventive hosts the films themselves. Cool. But w one thing that's really convenient is if, um, if we're just using our YouTube channel, um, and of mm -hmm. course, everything is on private. Um, and so some filmmakers are understandably a little bit concerned about thinking that their film is just out on YouTube, you know, but it's not, it's really not. There are some really good, safe restrictions that we're able to place on when the film is shown, um, what parts of the world and so on. And so with mm. some of our films that are not in competition, you know, the three, um, special screenings that we talked about, which is uh, Empty by Design, Learning mm -hmm. to Skateboard in a War Zone if You're a Girl, and The Mustang. With those three films, each of them has very specific restrictions that we need to uh, honor for the distributors. Mm. Yeah, that that's really interesting and an interesting new thing with this new frontier of 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 doing these online film festivals. Because, like, I know, like, uh, you know, South by Southwest was so famously went online uh, last month with Amazon, and yeah. you know, there was a lot of questions about that, about you know how these things are going to be kept. Uh, you know, piracy and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. It's good to it's good to know that there are uh, steps being taken by that. I would think for the filmmakers to be able to know that. I think that's really important and a great sign of this being something that can you know can succeed this way. Absolutely, and you know, I think there are certain things. You know, you can't be a hundred percent protected with anything in life. I mean, even sure. if we show a film, right? Even if we show a film in a theater or you go to a concert, of course, how can you stop someone from recording a song on their mm. iPhone? So, I mean, that's just one of the chances you have to take in life. But for the most part, we're very safe with being able to stream on this event of platform. Absolutely. So uh, festivals coming up June 25th to 28th. Well, those are the dates, yes, but pre-screening for our okay. video on demand uh, begins on the 22nd. And actually, 
uh, our our, um, listeners should really know that that's when you really want to become proactive and start watching the films. Because if you do wait until the 25th, you'll notice that on our schedule, those are just Q&A sessions. And Mm. so that is one thing that our attendees, our ticket holders will really have to get used to. As mm-hmm. we had a traditional Thursday through Sunday, well, we still do, but only for our Q&As and our interviews. Only our live events will be gotcha. yeah, during those dates. So sure, you can come in you know, and join the Q&As, but if you didn't see the movies, it's, it's not going to be yeah, very- Yeah, it's not as good. You want, you want to see those movies, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know, you sure support, support your favorite filmmaker, absolutely, but it's, it's better if you've seen the films. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so that's great to know, and we'll have a link in the show notes for anybody who's interested in checking those films out and checking the Thank festival you. out. And going from here, I mean, obviously, we're going to see how. I know you in your press release mentioned that this is like an experiment going online. Yeah. But going going forward, what do you? You know, obviously, we got to see how it goes. But are you thinking <laughs> like hybrid of this kind of a thing with with in person? Like, what's what's the hope for the future as things start to get back to a little bit of normal? And that's an interesting question. That's also a question I'm being asked, um, looking at my fall teaching schedule. Do you want to be in person? Do you want to do a hybrid? And I think uh, going forward, assuming we're, you know, healthy and um, the CDC has given the thumbs up, I think there's Mm. nothing like meeting people in person because, of course, part of the festival experience is the parties and networking and meeting people. And we're going to do our best to um, allow our festival, our filmmakers and our audience, ticket holders and so on, um, to network as as much as is possible in this type Mm. of a format. And so... In answer to your question for next March, you know, I, we, I don't know. I, I think it'll all depend on what we're allowed to do. My first choice would absolutely to be able to do this in person. Mm-hmm. What do you think, David, yeah. when you, when you uh, go to the theater, how is that a different experience for you than watching at home on well, Netflix? I- I am uh, I am a champion of the theatrical experience. Uh, <laughs> people who know me know that I rally against the idea of of the Netflix and all that stuff. Like I love it. It's great that it's there, and of course, you know, temporarily to it, it's it's the only option for now. And yeah. I'm certainly in no rush to go back to the theaters with the way things are right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> once they're back, I can't wait. You know, because I do love that whole just being in that big dark room and just being absorbed in a film and and all that i i love that you know and and then especially as far as film festivals are concerned being able to then you know like you said the networking and all that stuff but i am excited though about the idea of certain kinds of film festivals being able to go online and be able to do events especially like you said like with the experimental nature of being able to still uh, put together like networking portions and stuff like that online. I think that there's so much potential in that. And I think that there's, 
you know, definitely, I, and I, not even joking around, like you were saying with, with school, even, you know, I think in, in a lot of different areas, there's yeah. going to be, this is getting on a total tangent, but it I think is. there's going to be okay, a, 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 yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of great potential for, for hybridizing these kind of things and finding ways to really, uh, mesh the online experience with the in-person experience. And it's exciting. I feel like we're in a, you know, strange new world. And I think there are going to be a lot of benefits. I think it's going to be better for the planet, for one thing, um, sure. less travel, less, um, you know, tr time in the car. I don't miss driving one bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't miss I don't miss waiting for a doctor appointment. That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> that yeah, and um, but you know, an, another thing that we're aware of in in regards to our festival is with the streaming. Perhaps um, you'll watch a block of films, or you'll watch one of the features several days before the Q and A. And I think mm -hmm. there there might be something lost with not being able to sit in the room. Um, right after you had this immersive experience, as you say, and to mm. be able to meet the filmmaker and ask them, you know, questions when it's still fresh in your mind. And so that might be something um, we'll look forward to uh, changing up in the future so that, um, or even, you know, this year, we're, we're going to try to have um, our social media, Gal Courtney, we'll try to have some uh, watch parties so mm -hmm. that we can try to emulate that experience as much as possible without overlapping other Q&A sessions. Oh, that's cool. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right and on. and we're most importantly, we're going to try to keep our sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> because you know things are going to mess up and boy, let me tell you it is so stressful when it let, you know, when when something like that happens, but you know, I'm going into this just knowing, <laughs> you, you know, know, you know, you know, what's funny though, is, <laughs> is when, when have you ever been to a film festival and there wasn't some kind of mess up in person either? So it's like, it happens, <laughs> it happens anyway. There, there's always a possibility for something like that. Right. So, you know, <laughs> as much planning as we're doing and working, you know, our butts off right now, we're, we're just going to have to just not, you know, be chill about it, not stress out too much if things mess up. Yeah. And hopefully it'll be a minimum. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, where uh, where can people go to find more info about the festival? So our website, uh, you can either just Google Nevada Women's Film Festival. Our acronym is uh, NWF Fest. So those are two Fs, F like Frank, and then E-S-T. Mm -hmm. uh, dot com um, or like I said just google it and we're on every social media except for TikTok we're, we're working on that <laughs> you know Facebook uh, Twitter and Instagram awesome well Nikki this was great and you know I always ask my guests before I let them go is there a movie you watched recently you'd like to maybe recommend to our listeners well it's a little embarrassing but the most recent movie I watched was the Academy Award winner for Best Film. And I know that um, everybody watched that back uh, before March, but I couldn't because I was programming the film festival. So I just mm -hmm. recently saw Parasite. And of course, I loved it. It was amazing. I couldn't stop thinking about it. What a twist. Oh, yeah. Uh, no spoilers in, in case there's anyone out there who hasn't seen Parasite yet. Um, yeah. And also, um, 
what other um, uncut gems I loved and um, and even the Irish I know a lot of people didn't like the Irishman because of how long it is I I found it riveting absolutely riveting. yeah me too yeah yes it's a movie that stays with you you know oh loved it so much I I think I it was maybe Christmas day I watched it in its entirety without any breaks (laughs) nice that's the way to do it but I'm a nerd I'm a nerd you know (laughs) (laughs) awesome well Nikki thank you so much and good luck with the festival and uh, I'm looking forward to it myself David thank you so much this has been fun thank you for inviting me and thank you so much for being a sponsor we appreciate it oh absolutely I I very happy to be able to support uh, local film events. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. Thanks so much. Hello, welcome to the All Points West Podcast Network. This is Q. June is going to be huge for us. We're starting the month off with the launch of House on Fire, a podcast hosted by youth climate activists JP Mejia and Gabby Rodriguez and presented in partnership with the Clio Institute and Unicorn Fire Radio. We're talking climate change from the front lines of the crisis, Miami, with the generation who has the most at stake. In their first episode, JP and Gabby talked to the co-founder of Zero Hour, Jamie Margolin, about how Generation Z is taking up the mantle for action on global warming and what it means for the near future. The first four episodes are up on June 5th with more to come every other week, so be sure to subscribe, rate, and review now. Meanwhile, over on Awesome Movie Year, Jason Harris and Josh Bell are reviewing the year in film 1996 including Swingers, Welcome to the Dollhouse, Bottle Rocket, Independence Day, and more. They've got some awesome bonus content they'll be releasing later this month, but you need to subscribe to find out what it is. And over on Entre Dos, Monica and Paula are getting deep into the world of language rights and how parents can push for better bilingual programs in their communities. So check it out by subscribing today. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Nikki Corda. Make sure to check out that Nevada Women's Film Festival. Again, it's coming up. Uh, the streaming begins June 22nd, and then the rest of the festival's happening between June 25th and 28th. You can find out more information over on nwffest.com. And, of course, just search for Nevada Women's Film Fest. But uh, it's a great festival. Support it. Support Las Vegas and Nevada film-related events. Also, uh, speaking of Nevada film, we mentioned the Mustang, which is going to be uh, presented with the Vanguard Award during the festival. We covered the Mustang back on episode 79, uh, featuring Rosa Parra, who, by the way, is starting a new uh, film podcast called Latinx Lens. So check that out as well. I think that's starting any day now. So uh, Check out episode 79 on The Mustang, which is a great movie. And uh, check out the Nevada Women's Film Festival. And that does it for today. Uh, As always, I want to remind you to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. We also have a Patreon going where we post advanced episodes before they hit the main feed as well as bonus content. And uh, I'm actually going to be releasing a a special exclusive compilation of some music, some extra bonus tracks that I cut from my newest album, Beater Original Motion Picture Soundtrack. There's, uh, it's already 34 tracks as it is because it's a compilation of a whole bunch of film score music I've made over the last like six years. But there was even more, and so I am currently compiling uh, some of the stuff that was cut for the sake of not making it 
40 tracks or something. And so I'm going to put together all the rest of those bonus tracks and put it into a special album that's only going to be available on the Patreon. So lots of cool stuff on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash PiecingPod. And it combines... Obviously, I'm sitting here talking about my music. It combines my podcast stuff and my music stuff. So a lot of great content on there. So we'd love your support. And speaking of music, I'm going to close this episode out with a piece of music, as I always do. And like I mentioned in the episode uh, a few years back, a music video of mine directed by April Kagan called Shadows on the Ceiling actually played at the Nevada Women's Film Festival. So I am going to close this thing out with that song, Shadows on the Ceiling. It's from my second album, An Unseen Sky. And uh, it's available everywhere music is available. And you can check out that music video over on my YouTube channel, Music by David Rosen. And the song, again, is called Shadows on the Ceiling. And thank you, as always, for listening.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.